0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, A Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we've got... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. We have the Jank Squad together. They are back with a plus one fan favorite, or at the very least cast favorite, Mud. And they have recently leveled up and they are just outside the threshold of entering into the secret catacombs of the underground library at Candlekeep itself. They outran a possible spectral dragon. They outran, outwitted, outfought some demons. They have a creepy, weird artifact, possibly this book. Let's jump in now and see what our party does now. Jank Squad, you are just outside the red shimmering barrier of the underground library at Candlekeep with Quilliam's room just literally beside you, all of you feeling safe, secure, and as you look Into the library, you see that spectral mist flow forward towards each of you. But as it reaches the barrier, a pressure pushes against it and starts to push it away. Push it away. Push it away. away, Until the mist has dissipated and been sent back to the library itself. What do each of you do? Breathe.
1: Well... (laughs) <laughs> I take a big, big sigh of relief, and I look over towards Quilly's room, and I turn to my friends and say, I have some questions for our friend over here, if you don't mind. Yeah, let's yeah. go
2: right in there. Yeah, sure, so
1: why not? You know? <laughs> so yeah, I'll head on in through that door and do the finger guns as I enter. Oh, Quilliam, old buddy, old pal, how you been doing?
0: As you walk in first, people, you see Quilliam uh, spectrally or telepathically, whatever his magic is. He shuts one of the drawers um, somewhat hurriedly um, as a piece of paper flies from his desk into the drawer itself. And he goes, oh, it's so good to see you.
1: It's good that you're all back. Yes, have you been having a good time while we've been in there? I say looking at the drawer that just got shut. Oh, it's just brilliant. It's
0: been so great for me. It's been so... I've just... I haven't had a visitor in years, as I told you, and so I've written all about you. And it's just... it's just fascinating.
1: Yes, yes. As you say, not having had a visitor in years, you didn't happen to see this little guy come scurrying in not too long before we did. And I point towards Mud. Oh! Oh!
0: And uh, as he looks at Mud, Mud looks at him, and... He looks at Mud, and Mud looks at him.
1: No, I can't say
0: that I have.
1: Very interesting. And you didn't happen to see a tall, sort of imposing, very uncomfortable, orrid figure with tentacles coming from its face walking through here either, did you?
0: Oh, goodness, no. I wouldn't let a mind flayer in here for a thousand years. Mind? Yes, Excuse me, yes. mind
1: flayer? Is that what you called it?
0: Oh yes, no, they they're terrible creatures. They'll eat your brain, fuck out your eyeballs. Oh, oh, great. In fact, they'll even implant some of their tadpoles that they have into your eyeballs. I'm gonna do a quick investigation eyeball check on all, check on all eyeballs. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, since oh, yeah. Lance
1: and I obviously have the same idea, I'm just gonna give him a flat tire and let him take care of okay. it.
0: Okay. Oh boy. Both of you just grab each other's faces and look at each other's eyeballs at the same time, and you just whisper in his ear, You got this part
3: <laughs> Wait, so Lance go ahead
0: rolling? and roll an eyeball check.
3: <laughs> an, is this investigation? Is I'm investigating it. Or what am I yes,
0: doing? Yes, it will be an investigation. You are investigating a ver either that or
1: medicine. Eye for investigation, eye for eyeball. my d4 um okay that's not bad
3: Ooh, that's actually really good 29 (laughs) all right
0: and you're Mm -hmm. looking at fleeple and fleeple i don't think you've ever gazed into fleeple's eyes as long as you have this time as you're investigating and telling him to like move his eyes around you're even uh fleeple it's a little uncomfortable he's not trying to be well, he's trying to be gentle, but he's trying to also be pretty thorough. So he's like physically touching your eyeball and you're like trying not to blink as he's like moving stuff around. And it's a very uncomfortable process.
1: Yeah. I'm imagining like the moment in the eye exam where they're like, okay, we're going to shoot a puff of air into your eye. <laughs> Just wait for <laughs> it. a random it's moment. It's the worst moment of my life. Oh, I hate it.
3: On three, one puff. Thomas, tell me what, what's behind Fleeple's hazel eyes?
1: Uh, they are green, emerald green. Hazel is a
3: type fact. of green, I think.
1: It's a mixture.
3: <laughs> but seems to be
0: a solid eyeball with uh, nothing hidden, nothing secreting. He might want to go see a doctor eventually, but you can tell that like maybe some cataracts had recently been healed with your 29, but nothing crawling or wriggling in there. We'll just say um, that you have a 29 for everybody, and as you go from person to person to person, Mal, if you allow him, then you also are fairly uncomfortable, and it is a very uncomfortable time as he is staring into your face and into your eyeballs, and nothing's amiss there, nothing with mud, but
3: somebody needs to check Lance's eyes. I thought my my perception was so good that... It could just be—it could, be, it could just it so be a movie, you know one of those movie shots where you see someone's eye and then you see like the reflection of something happening. I'm seeing my eye in their eye. <laughs> just a mirror. Malamar, what were you saying?
2: <laughs> While Lance is looking into Mal's eyes, she tries to communicate by looking over at Quilly and like kind of a reference to when we first walked in. Like the, did you see that with the paper thing?
3: No, I need you. I need you to look at me. I need you to look at me. <laughs> I, I got it. Did
2: you see the paper? Yes,
3: I saw. Yes, I saw the paper. You and you and Flea will distract him, and I'll try and something. Yeah.
0: And Mud uh, and Quilliam have spoke or have just been talking this whole time. Oh, so you say you and a whole party, oh, went in the library with 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 you and you're the your sole survivor. You want to tell me about that story? And he starts just writing on a piece of paper, and uh, Mud just details with tragedy in his voice what happened to his comrades and the rest of his party while um lance finishes this eye exam but who wants to examine lance's eyes
1: uh i'll go for it i guess
0: lipa why don't you go ahead and roll an investigation or a uh medicine check
1: yeah neither of those are gonna be super great but medicine's definitely gonna be better so hey wisdom that's a
3: 9. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to die.
0: You're like you've you've already looked into Lance's eyes uncomfortably long today so you're like, you know, I probably was in, you're like, I I probably looked into his eyes long enough to notice a few things. You just kind of do like a few spot checks here and there and like,
1: yeah, yeah, things look pretty good. You know, at least you can't see anything a miss and i'm also distracted like after lance told me oh yeah your eyes were doing kind of weird stuff and then they healed up just thinking like man that potion holy cow got to get i got
3: to get some more <laughs> of that stuff watching two months i'm going to be the trailer for baldurs gate 3
0: <laughs> oh my god <laughs> fall
3: apart and become a mind flayer Coming to a
1: gaming console near you mm mm-hmm. mhm now, as, as Mud and Quilly have been speaking, has Mud mentioned anything about how he got into the Forbidden Section of the library?
0: The, it's Just the underground uh, portion is what you're referring to? Or yeah. the dragon room itself? Okay.
1: Because this seems like this presumably was sort of the way to get into this place. And yeah, like how did he get in without having to go past? Like he didn't have to give up blood to get in here. What the heck?
0: And Mud just uh, is talking about
1: And then we we crawled
0: through a lot of the a lot of the cracks in the rock and there were some there were some times where I felt I couldn't breathe and my buddies had to push me through and and uh bada bing bada boom we just popped out. And uh, we were just in one of the chambers over there. I'm just realizing now Mud and uh, Quilliam's voices are very similar, similar in my mind. Yeah. And so
3: uh, <laughs> You just put the worst combination of people together. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's a, uh, it's it's a difficult task, that's for sure. But yes. Uh, Mudd Mud describes that for Quilliam and Quilliam goes, Oh my, okay, well that's new information for me. That's definitely different for me, so uh that's um that is not great. That is not great news here for me as the steward of the library down here. I'm just going to make a note. And he goes to like a little notepad and just like jot something down. And-
1: yeah, and I rush over to Quilliam and I just start spouting off like, and you know, if that mind flayer managed to get through as well, did he squeeze in through the cracks? Is there another like secret way that he got in? And while Quilliam is frantically writing, I'm looking over at Lance and just like, jerking my head in the direction of the drawer Lance
3: is just feeling his eyeballs right now <laughs> no sure um, yes obviously I see that and so I will try during this engaging conversation uh, make my way to the desk where the drawer that was slid shut and see if I can silently without detection open it
0: uh Philippe, well, go ahead and roll me just a charisma check um, which I know you're wonderful at but just to see so if great. like you can if you can get uh, yeah you all are just fantastic even our warlock
2: my deception's not bad
3: I got a 14 hey
0: hey! Quilliam goes oh yes no that's a really good point I gotta get something else and he actually opens the drawer where the papers were and pulls out like a yellow paper with some like glue on the back and just sort of like places it on the the table and starts jotting on that and he's just writing on all these papers
1: yes this is not good not good at all I just can't believe it. And so, obviously, with the assistance I just gave, Lance should have advantage, right? Yeah, sure. Well, I got my boots, too.
3: My yes. boots. My boot is. Oh, that's right. We got advantages so advantage, everywhere. right? It's so, a triple advantage? No. No, no, no. <laughs> well, my boots do say that they help me when I'm sneaking to try not be heard. So that can help me also not be seen. Ha. There you go. All right. Advantage, sir. Yes. I should have rolled for roguey things, but I guess... All right. Stealth. That is going to be 21. 21. You go and
0: you see a pile of papers that seem to not be like as organized. And for the most part, everything in here is fairly organized as Quilliam has lived a solitude of a life and um, is very bored at times. But there seems to be a couple of papers
3: that are just uh, seem to have been thrust in there without regard of their organization. Can I read brief lines on them? Like just like seeing what a couple of the sentences say?
0: Yes. um, You can see references to a girl named Yellow.
3: Son of a... (laughs) I will take the story (laughs) if I can.
0: Okay. Go ahead and roll a stealth check
3: without advantage. But I have my boots so you can't hear the paper. (laughs) I'm using my feet to take them out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't think the noise is going to be the issue here. Gary Gygax would want this. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's a bold statement. You know what? You know what? It's the only way to live. <laughs> it's bold. All right. Gary Gygax would want your character that's dead. That's true. That we would all be dead that so fast true, yeah. and woody. All right. Here we go. Uh just stealth by itself. I'm
1: now having an image in my mind of Jake's next character being a hadozy, like the new monkey race that has hands for feet.
2: <laughs> As a bard, he plays with his feet. Uh, that is twenty
3: six for stealth.
0: The three papers that seem mismatched and right into your cloak as you lean over and start talking about some other things you noticed in the dungeon as well to help Quilliam
3: start writing some of this yes, stuff. Yes, yes, it was very interesting. One of his tentacles was shorter than the other on his mouth, and I'm not sure if that's a sign of intelligence. Oh, dear me, that's probably due to his arcane background. That's not For good. sure, I, I would I would for sure think
0: that. Excellent. Mal, what are you doing doing all of this? This is, uh almost uh tomfoolery looking at quilliam with all of his papers on his desk and just jotting things around uh real quick before before you go through um you have the book right mal
2: technically lance i put it in my bag
3: because it's in the bag of holding great no it's not all right cool i did not put it i put it in my personal bag lance's personal bag uh sorry go ahead mal
2: with Lance off on his secret mission and the tomfoolery of the quill and the two Cobalts talking, I think Lance, or what's my name? <laughs> I think Malamara is just listening and being a part of that conversation, giving back up to Lance to let him do what he needs to do without actively engaging in it, since she's still pretty shaken and withdrawn from the offense that happened that, what, 10 minutes ago? <laughs>
3: Yes, a lot of things happened true. like ten
2: minutes ago. So, it's been a month for us. It's ten minutes ago.
3: <laughs> a month is ten minutes.
2: Actually, I'm gonna change. The, I'm gonna change that whole thing. Can I? Can she take a short rest while we're hanging out?
3: An, a short rest usually is roughly an hour long. So, I, I we we can extend the details of the mind flare for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then his toes. It typically is an hour.
2: Mal reeling from the events of. 10 minutes ago, will find that comfy chair that was in the corner and start a long rest, whether we're here long enough for that or not. Uh, she's just going to calm down, heal. She is very hurt in psychological, emotional, and physical ways. So she's going to chill in a chair, seeing that Lance has now come back from that mission and start a short rest regardless if we're here long enough for that.
0: As you sit there and just really like, your hands are shaking. You're, you feel like you have to visibly like take breaths and hold them for five, let them out for five uh, to really just like get your heart rate under control. And then you start to think about what just happened and your heart races again and then it goes down and you have to um, really keep things in check. And you feel a hand on your left shoulder sort of like get placed there, almost like it's comforting you if it weren't sharp um, with claws and just whispers in your ear. When we're alone, I will reward you. I just wish to say, well done. And you feel this chill go through your entire body that shockingly does calm you, but does not put you at ease.
2: She will not respond to air two. She will just uh, let that flow through her and start that short rest.
3: And that, okay. Quilliam, is the story of Rue's desk. The Banished. Banished. And me and Fleepo are probably going, Banished, 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 Banished. The Banished. Banished. The banished. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: banished. the banished.
3: We're like whispering it and much just I didn't just really know him. that much, though. The Banished.
0: <laughs> I didn't really know that much. And frankly... My nerves are a little
1: thought. Yeah, I think we could all probably use a little break. It's been kind of a harrowing time in there, and I've used up all of my sprigs of mistletoe.
3: Quilliam, question. Oh, yes. What what do you have for me? The... What was that? We wanted to ask something about the. What did we want? We, we had questions, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what we had questions about. Uh, the Mist Dragon. Oh, yes, the Mist Dragon. Uh, the Mist Dragon who's super friendly but could also eat you. Because there's ways to, uh, get out, or get in at least, that you weren't aware of to the library. Is there a possibility that the Mist Dragon could get out of the library now? Oh, I'm
0: sure... It's possible that she could get out, but I doubt she'd want to. She she takes the protection detail very seriously, just like myself, and... Did you get to talk
3: to her? Did you talk to Miriam? It was just like a drive-by, just really fast. We, we, you know, we're, we're shy. We're shy people, so we...
0: Oh, that's <laughs> such a shame. I wish you had been able to talk to her. She just... She has the greatest jokes because she's so old and they're from other other ages, you know, so... Oh, that's... Oh, well.
3: Well, we missed... We missed that completionist... (laughs) quest. A golden (laughs) opportunity, that's for sure. We missed the side quest, the little Xbox achievement that says, you know, like, old-time jokes.
1: Shucky darn.
3: Also, Quilliam, are you aware that there's, like... A necromantic part of the library that is not very friendly uh, and has a really, oh, yes. really yes. messed up mirror in it yes absolutely the mirror of the dead yeah cool, cool. yeah could have gotten a could have gotten a heads up with that cool
0: well you said you wanted dragons not on death or necromancy yeah, but, you know
3: we're looking around we don't know where it was I'm, okay okay it's all good
0: well, I mean, the last person I let in there, they never came out. So I assume that they just, uh, um, I, I just thought not telling you about it would have been a good enough warning not to go in
3: there. Who was the last person you let in there?
0: Oh, he was just some wizard guy trying to like, uh, research more about eternal life and What such. are the color of his robes by chance?
2: <laughs> 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 People standing there in the robe. <laughs>
1: Right. We will
2: put that Hey it looks awfully like that robe. Oh,
0: yes,
3: yes he's so very popular actually um up up in the real world. Uh we didn't take that. Okay. Did you
1: come across him? Was he dead? I'm I'm just trying to deflect. I'm like, oh it's it's very dangerous. You really should shut down that portion of the library so nobody can um anyway. <laughs> 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 hmm.
0: Well, let's just say I mean it wasn't my cup of tea, but we used to have a lot of people go in and out of there. And, um, uh, well, you know, the Wizards of Thay will do what they say.
1: That they will. They very much will. Is, did you get that from Miram?
0: Mirren? Mirren? Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, the Wizards of Thay, they've been around for ages as well. So Mirren's got a lot of things about them. She's got things about everything,
3: though. Oh, how oh, I miss her. Mirren's the Mist Dragon, right? Spectral, Spectral yes. dragon. Wait. Why? just curious, this is totally random. Why can't you talk to her?
0: Well, I told you, I can't leave my post and she can't come out then how here. how did
3: you used to be able to talk to her?
0: Well, she wasn't banished to the library and she could come out. A long time ago? Yes, over like a hundred years ago. Probably when you were just
1: a kid. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think... I've got all the questions that I was hoping to ask Quilliam answered.
3: Do you mean, Ned, you think the ink's all dried up in this conversation?
1: I mean it could Goodness be. Goodness
3: gracious, Jacob. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Malamar has passed out and here you are making academic puns. She is bleeding. I'm not
3: the healer. <laughs> <laughs>
0: with that if you see mal passed out you can sit there and listen to more of quilliam's puns and miriam's jokes from ages past while malamara takes a short rest um mud just kind of goes over to malamara and while you're sitting there mud just sort of like touches your leg and goes hey thanks so much for for saving me and i I don't i don't know why those beasts were after you but here you go. And he pumps a second Aww. level cure room. It's right. He's a
3: cleric. Aw. That's very nice. There easy we go. There. Oh, Quilliam, another question. What would you say? Just, you know, we, we besides the necromantic death room, we, we, we got a pretty good straight shot to the dragon room. What would you say, though, in the whole entire library? What would you say is the most, mo, some of the most dangerous books? Oh, why would you want the dangerous books? You're not planning to I don't do want evil, it. would I'm just, you? No, I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm just curious as to how, like, how much really craziness is in there? Oh well, probably just the necromantic section, I would say.
0: The the. I mean, you don't really have anything death in room, the you mean? the. Oh uh, yes, that has the the mirror of death, and I mean it's, the giant room is pretty pretty cool, and uh, the dragon room. You got the religion room, and
1: uh, that's pretty much all that they've left down here, you know. That actually does bring up a question. You seem to know about this mirror of the dead. Any details on that? How it works? What it's supposed to do? Kind of situation?
0: Uh, sure. Lets you speak with the dead. Oh. <laughs> The mirror of the you speak with the dead. <laughs> I thought the name was pretty self-explanatory.
2: From the chair in the corner, Mal will perk up at that. There was a there was a what? oh uh, yeah, the the mirror of dead it, it, in there.
3: Mal- that's where that's how Mondath uh came about. She came out of this mirror and starts attacking us.
2: There was a mirror that let you talk to Dead people? for Well, I didn't choose to actually talk to... people who have passed on to the next life.
3: Y- yes, but I didn't choose to talk to, to, to Mondath. She just showed up. And so it's not like it's a, it's a you know, it's not like swipe right or swipe left if you don't want to talk to them. It just happens. <laughs>
2: but I had people I would like to have talked to. We
3: can go back. Oh, probably not today, I'm afraid. It only, it only lets you do it once within a 24-hour period. We can come back later. Is it one person every 24 hours, or is it, like, every person only once for 24 hours?
0: No,
2: just once per day? You threw away the key. And let me tell you, going through that barrier is not a lot of fun. There
3: were two keys.
0: Oh, you didn't go without the urns, did you? That would have been terrible. Oh, I can't even imagine the pain you would have
3: gone through.
2: Yeah, no wonder you said that room was awful. (laughs) Little Bat Zaza goes...
3: Yeah, Zaza died because of that stupid thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe Zaza could go find them because we threw them both off of the road. Oh, did you throw it miss? too,
3: Fleeple? I, I remember me doing
1: <laughs> yeah, it. Oh,
3: I, yeah, suck. both
0: of you did.
1: Yeah, you looked at me very pointedly after you threw yours and I was peer pressured. into Yes, doing
3: this. Lance's judgmental side came out. That's right. I mean, Malamata, we Malamara, if, if it really means that much to you, we could try.
2: She'll just shake her head and sit back in the chair.
3: I know, I know, I know. You have a right to just be pissed off at us. I mean, us, us just going places and not telling you about them. Oh, what a betrayal! What a betrayal! Ah. Oh.
2: She will fold her arms and look away. Filippo, how
3: dare we? How how dare we? Hrumph.
2: Hrumph. harumph.
1: I'm going to. Turn to Quilliam and say, We might see you again in the near future, but obviously we all need a bit of a rest. We're getting a little bit cranky and it's nap time. So...
0: Quilliam turns to you as he's, like, been pouring some tea into, like, some cups on a tray and with, like, oh... Of course, no, this is, of course, you have to leave. Uh, I totally understand. And he, like, starts, like, floating the cups that are not filled with tea, like, into um, a cupboard. And he, like, he goes, this one, this one's just for me, you know? So, um, yeah, of course. And he starts, like, just lifting the cup to the bottom of him
3: and, like, tilting it like he's drinking it. Quilliam, again, I will say the offer still stands that you can come with us
0: no 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 i am afraid i
3: might i don't know what would happen if i left i cannot lose i cannot leave my position here i mean we could put in a good word for you with the guys upstairs that would actually be amazing thank
0: you so much maybe don't tell them about all the people that got in there without me knowing but oh that almost that that, uh, that reminds me and he uh, opens another door and <laughs> two vials of blood float towards fleeple and Malamar. And here we are, as promised. You came back here with your blood, of course. Thank you, thank you. Um, Thank you for coming to visit the Candlekeep Library. Please come to visit again. And he uh, he seems to be going on this script. Uh, If you you ever need the history of the ages.
1: Exits are to your left and to your right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pick up your complimentary gift basket. No,
3: there's no gift basket.
1: Oh, there's a gift basket. He just doesn't know that Lance currently has it in his satchel.
3: I, I took it all. I took it all. All the free eraser tops for pencils and everything.
0: So anything else with Quillium?
3: I think we're, I'm good.
0: I'm good. good. Excellent. As you all exit, um, Quilliam saying goodbye, goodbye, and you make your way over the rickety bridge. You have a method in place, and so we don't need to roll or go through it at all. It is quite uncomfortable, and mud is going... Goodness gracious! This is, this is terrible. And he's just like fleeple on your back, like not even Lance's, not Mals. He's just on your back and
1: goes, "Holy smokes, you guys do this all the time." Ah, uh, yes, but you know you're hanging out with the big kids now, so yeah, you're, you're you're getting up in. You, it's it's tough. I'm, it's tough. We just <laughs> deal with it. <laughs>
0: You get back on the trolley, and you flip a switch, and Fleeple, you start uh, throwing produce flame into the engine again to go back the way you came, leaving the underground dungeon library of Candlekeep behind. It is about an hour-long train ride going up. Mud seeing you toss these flames into the furnace. Him trying to do that with his own light, but it's just holy light so it doesn't quite work so you have to like throw a couple more in there when mud ever tries to take over and you all are left to your minds left to your to the events and finally allowing your brains and your well your bodies to catch up with what happened to your brains and you the events of the underground library a harrowing experience for some a joyous reunion for others, if not all of you, but a experience it was. And after an hour-long trolley ride, you come to the end of the train tracks here, and you see the opening before you that takes you back into the Keep or Candle Keep library. Leosin is not there waiting for you, but there is a scrawny youth who does appear to be reading a book across from you, sitting in a chair, apparently waiting for your arrival.
1: Does he look like he recently had a date with a girl named Jenny Craig? This is a different youth, unfortunately. Good, because I can't face that young man after I sent him off like that. <laughs> it's true. And stole his bag. He stole his bag
0: of
3: holding. Yeah.
0: <laughs> This individual you see before you has long robes, like robes that are too big for him. Um, He's slouching in his wooden chair. Um, He has one pillow that he has like on his seat that seems to be almost falling off. And when I say he's slouching, he's like barely on the chair. That's how much he's slouching. He seems to be reading a book. He has very long hair, but it's parted to where only you can see only one of his eyes. And part of his hair seems to be dyed bright black. And he looks at, uh, at all of you and he just kind of stares at you. And he just gives this big sigh of,
1: Well, oh, good grief, it looks like you guys are back finally. Oh boy, it's a mall goth. Um, <laughs> I It's a
3: Molgoth. <laughs>
1: I approach him and I say, Ah, yes, we are finally back from the most dangerous, darkest depths, the necromantic chambers below, the most dangerous and dark of places you could possibly go.
0: He just goes, oh, Yeah, whatever. Come on, I'll take you up. And he just grabs his chair and starts, like, tries. To, he's, like, lifting it. and it's, it's very heavy for him, even though it's not heavy he's a very weak individual and he's just like uh, uh, and finally he just like gives up and just starts dragging it on the stone and it's just this obnoxious like wood against stone scraping as he's walking away from all of you.
2: Mal will take the chair from him and hit him on the back of the head and just carry the chair for him.
0: <laughs> I thought you meant like hit him on the back of the head and knock, knock with the him chair.
3: Out. <laughs> <laughs> Just goes total
0: WWE.
2: Chair. John Cena. <laughs> oh, no, she's got the chair. The library changed her. Oh
1: boy. Yeah, I'm. While this is happening, I'm just like hanging my head at my realization of how out of touch with the youth I am.
0: <laughs> well, you uh, what recently? seven recent 78 year old what, what's your age now 68 or something my or, age
1: currently is 64
0: 64 yeah not quite hip mal as you grab the chair he goes <sighs> finally thank you then she'll i was him. struggling with it <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys are being real jerks and he just walks in front of you and he goes just follow me okay and he tucks the book he was reading underneath his arm, and he just walks up the stairs. And if you recall, there were a couple of, like, flights of stairs you had to come down to get to this area, and he, uh, you have to climb back up again. And uh, after each flight, he just stands there and just is panting, like,
3: <sighs> do, we, do we go on without you, or should we wait, or? No, I have to take you up there, okay? And he mutters under his breath, Stupid Simon. You know, puberty will find you one day, don't we?
1: He he wouldn't happen to be reading, like, some sort of edgy manga or something, like some bleach or some Death Note or something.
0: (laughs) He does seem to be reading a book that is thinner than a lot of the tomes you saw up above in the library. So it possibly is some more lighter reading than some of the academia books that are up there. As thin, like, it's as thin as, like, Wisteria Veil vale was. You remember Wisteria Veil vale was just kind of like a short story. It seems to be kind of on par with that on the thinness or the thickness of it.
1: Mm. Youth.
0: I'm not ready to make bleach cannon in <laughs> all the favor in
1: my world. <laughs> Coward.
0: <laughs> but after an agonizing pace, you get back to the... Landing, which he takes you directly to the entrance, the emerald door, as you recall. And he goes, I've been instructed that Leelson or whoever is supposed to meet with you will meet you at the inn or the tavern or whatever because he probably wants you to sleep. Um, because you guys are probably tired or whatever. He's
1: he is correct, I gotta give him that.
0: All right, fine. Um, well, later. And he just turns around and walks away and starts reading his book. His wallet
1: chain's jangling as he goes. Yes,
3: yes, absolutely. <laughs> his wallet. His wallet chain.
2: The dark charcoal <laughs> around his eyes.
3: It's my <laughs> mom's mess, girl. Yeah,
0: so this uh, jerk of an NPC walks away and hopefully out of your life as you all walk back to the tavern. And I think a good night's rest is probably in order for all of you, wouldn't you say? Especially Malamara, who is heavily injured, despite all of the healing from Fleeple and from Mud himself. Mm -hmm. As you all go to the one room... The moment you open the door, oh, great to see you all. It's good to see. Hello, Lance Thalen. Why don't you tell me what you've been up to? As the Furbog woman tavern owner ropes you into a a lively conversation. Just you, Lance Thalen, as as Fleeple and Malmara go to their bedroom, the one bedroom that you all share. As the night ticks on, Mud has been devouring the food that you've placed in front of him. Him being deprived for many days uh, without sustenance. Yes, the soup. Um, Well, I imagine the tavern keeper uh, cuts very fine pieces so that he can um, not have to chew too terribly much. And he can just kind of mush it around. And the night ends with each of you drifting off at your own respective times into your bed. Is there any hopes of like what you dream about or what, what do you think of as you drift off each one, each of you?
1: I reckon that as I drift off to sleep, you can see just a flight of canaries circling around my head as I do so. As I am just thinking about all of this crazy Bahamut stuff.
2: On the opposite side of that wholesome spectrum... Mal is haunted by the clicking of the creature, that white-spined creature in the middle of that room. Their unclicking and reclicking of joints uh, won't leave her mind as she fades to sleep.
0: Mal, do you ask Lance for the book that you got from the demon portion of the library?
2: Absolutely not.
0: All right. So, Lance...
3: Uh, I was just going to say, very similar to Malamara, uh, Lance Thalen has very haunting, haunting thoughts of just how slow that innkeeper talks and is just, like, just cannot sleep for the life of him just because he just, every time he's about to fade, he just thinks, Oh, you're falling asleep now, are you? And he's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, that's, a, that's about the extent of just Lance having to endure another conversation with that woman thinking also of uh, the encounter he had with his sister down there and what that possibly means and also thoughts of, of Malamara and what the heck was going on with her and what that means for not only her but for the party
0: and each of you drift off mud is quite close to Surprisingly, Malamara here, she being the most injured, he seems to, like, curl up next to her um, as, Fleeple, you take your ritual position on top of Lance's chest as you fall asleep, (laughs) and all of you drift off to sleep.
2: Did Mal ever meet Mud?
1: No. That's a good question. I
2: don't think so, because you you only ever talked to him in the... (laughs) In the camp, which Lance did go Fleeful to,
3: Fleeple and, and I would imagine Fleeple and Lance have been chatting up the tale of mud this whole time.
2: You just said he like came close, and I was like, I don't, I don't think she's yeah. actually met him. It's
0: true. <laughs> Mal, we come to your dream, which you knew was coming, having R two pretty much confirming it in Quilliam's chamber. As soon as you drift off. You're immediately, your eyes open, and Ertu is there, no longer hidden, no longer with a cloak, but in resplendent glory before you. A terrible image of glory. You haven't seen Ertu exposed as he is now. He seems to be crouched over something as you come to him in this area this area by the way is just darkness it's just blankness but for you and air 2 and for for a moment air 2 seems to be your size when his wings unfurl and he turns around and sees you his grin gets deep and although he doesn't mean to be menacing his face just naturally when he grins turns that way as his sharp fangs show His bright, fire-like eyes burn as he gazes at you. He then takes his full stance above you, much taller than you are. You have to gaze upward to him before he's even before you. And he walks, wings unfurled, massive muscles showing all over his body and his dark black hair just streams from his head when two horns jut outward not towards you but curve almost with his body and he walks and he stops in front of you just five feet away you have done well
2: my warrior unsure what else to do in the presence of such an overwhelming being, Malwell fall to her knees.
0: As you fall to your knees, that same hand that went to comfort you earlier reaches out and touches your shoulder. Rise. We have much to discuss. She'll stand. He leads you to these chairs. Again, all in darkness except for your two lights that seem to be emanating from you. But you sit. You have exceeded all expectation, and your strength grows tremendously with the rage that you fuel.
2: Mal is very quiet, just let listening to him. Your time of
0: proving yourself has passed and we now work together towards our common goal. Present your
3: weapon, Malamara.
0: And you look in your right hand and the silver sword is there, without you pulling it out.
2: She offers him the sword.
0: As you go to give it to him, he just grasps your hand quickly, As you hold the sword, I grant unto you power from me, heir to demon of the darkness. And as he continues to speak, his voice starts to echo in this space. gets bigger almost like he's declaring something together as we work hand in hand you will be my sword and i your benefactor as we move towards
3: ultimate power
0: your hand has been burning but you start to accept it and you grip around the hilt of the sword and the sword within one moment ignites in fire he lets go of your hand and the fire remains on the sword it's not a holy red fire or rather it isn't holy red this fire this fire moves and regular fire although chaotic is not nearly as chaotic as what is on your blade it is shifting it is turning it is jumping almost into the air jumping from one part of the blade to the other although the whole thing is engulfed it goes from a dark red to a bright orange to a black fiery color and it is just massively chaotic and he looks at you and nods his head For the time being, Malamara, you must hold on to the book until I am ready to receive it.
2: As she's listening to Ertu, knowing that she was going to go probably into a vision because that's how he always contacts her. Right. As she was falling asleep, she was thinking of the sight of Lance running at her and that recognition of why am i doing this i was doing this to avenge my family and the people that i lost but in searching for this power i'm going to lose the people i have now and as she's listening to air 2 in this moment with the the flaming sword in her hand and feeling that power all of those doubts just evaporate as he's speaking his his voice is very almost hypnotic to her Of, yes, this is what I want. I remember now. I do want this power. And so as she's listening to him, her posture gains confidence and she is really buying into what he's offering her.
0: Right. And as he has previously hid his form, um, given you tidbits, given you teasers, now presented himself and brought you into his confidant, uh, as a confidant You feel this position be given to you, and you stand up and you look to him tall, confident, and ready. Maintain grip on the book, and I will be with you again. And with that, he puts his hand on your face gently, and (gasps) you wake up in your bed with mud beside you, and with that you look around, see everybody else in the room, and you drift back to sleep. Fleeple, we come to your dream, ponderous as it is, in direct contrast to what Malamara's dream was, where she was in total darkness. You find yourself in a chamber of whiteness. And at first you are just experiencing the dream, just living in it and looking around, gazing at it. But you go over to one side of this room and you feel the wall and it feels pretty real. Hello there, Fleepo.
1: I jump up and my legs do that cartoon spinny wheel thing for a bit. And I turn to face this unexpected voice.
0: You look and you see the figure of Ann there not in the same clothes that you saw them in Wisteria Vale same design but all in resplendent gold
1: ah hello I have been thinking about you actually uh, surprisingly enough hey how's it going I'll let you do the talking for a bit
0: oh Flipple I see you've uh, reconvened with one of my followers now Mud
1: oh yes I'm, I'm very happy that we're still on the same side you know <laughs> turning it's... away from that which is chromatic and whatnot.
0: yes um Mud is not quite nearly as <laughs> uh, has forsaken his past as much as you have but a new follower is still a follower and he has quite a bit of potential and that's thanks to you Fleepo.
1: Oh, um, well, I I don't know about that, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that he's seeing a bit of the light. Uh, I would say I am sure of that.
0: And he starts to walk over without you realizing, literally mirroring the exact situation that Malamara was in. He leads you over to a set of chairs. You see, when you left... Wisteria Vale, which I just so happened to be there, I went and visited some of your previous locations and I stumbled into what I found to be an entire clan worth of Kobolds who had forsaken the Cult of the Dragon. A cult that worshipped the evil Tiamat herself. And as I kept speaking with them, they kept telling me about someone named Jank. And they described somebody that suspiciously was the same uh, description as yourself.
1: I look down sheepishly. I'm kind of wringing my hands together, and I'm like, oh, Uh, lying is a sin, isn't it? I'm terribly sorry.
0: Well, it's all right. I, I put two and two together. The sheepskin is a big giveaway, so uh, not many kobolds walk around
1: with that. Uh, yes, I, I can't seem to hide it, even when I turn into other animals. It's the strangest thing.
0: <laughs> well... No stranger is an entire sect of kobolds forsaking what what they are, as Teathar. And... Fleeble, I was... Touched. Very impressed. With what you've done for this crew. I wanted to speak with you and let you know who I truly am. You see, I am... Bahamut. Oh. Yes. And... I've been watching you since Wisteria Vale with great interest. Oh. And following up on um, a few of your endeavors as I mentioned and I was just very touched with what you've done and what you've said to me. Oh. Philippo, you know that Tiamat's forces are rising and they are getting worse by the day. I have my followers who are doing what they can and others of other organizations. Leosin is a big proponent of getting the word out there and making sure that Tiamat and her forces can be stopped. But Flipple, I wanted to reach out to you and speak with you specifically because I have seen your devotion, not only to yourself, your friends, but also to me. There's. I've done this for millennia here, and there's no easy way to ask it, but would you be willing to carry my name if I imposed part of my power upon you, Fleeple?
1: I have had a little sprig of mistletoe in my claws, and at this point it just like completely crumbles into twigs and little shards, and I just kind of stammer for a bit and say, what would that look like?
0: Well, to put it in your words... Um, you would become a cleric of mine and as you already are spreading my name, not much really would change, to be honest, from what you're already doing. I believe others have already confused you of being a cleric in the past and, um...
1: Yes, it has happened
0: occasionally. So, quite realistically not much would change other than you would have my favor upon you and this holy mission to trap and continually banish Tiamat.
1: In the back of my mind, I have that smaller sort of secondary prayer that I have said on occasion, "Vethimolik Tur Tuor may my scales be platinum. And I just think about that in the back of my mind, and then just nod and say, I think that sounds reasonable.
0: Good. Well, Flipple, I, um, there's
1: not much ceremony, not
0: much pomp and circumstance from this point, but... and he goes and he reaches out to you and gently grasps your shoulder, kind of like your, your bicep area there, and he goes, "'From this day on, as you continue to hold up my principles, you have the power of Bahamut upon you.'" And you feel a surge in your body, in your, your face, in your hands, in your, your whole being, and his clothes, which were gold before, actually, as, your eye, as you feel the power surge through your eyes, you see it go from gold to platinum in this wave of energy uh, as you start to see him a little bit more and a little bit um, further. And he just smiles at you and goes, Now go out there and keep doing good. And he puts his hand on your face and you, <laughs> you wake up.
1: And I kind of stumble, uh, fall off of Lance's chest for a moment, <coughs> but then, then I kind of slap myself on the face a little bit, and ha! <sighs> I think it's time for a warm drink. I'm gonna head down to the bar and just uh, get something to calm my mind, to calm my mind a little bit.
0: As you go down to the bar, it's still there's still a few patrons. It's like one, two in the morning, and the tavern tavern owner she's uh, just kind of like wiping up, and she uh, is looking up, looking around, looking up, and goes,
1: "Ah, yes, hello there. Can I get you something?" I would love just a nice little mug of some peppermint tea if you got it.
0: Oh, of course, I can get that for you, burning the midnight
1: oil. I'm sorry, I, I don't believe I caught your name. You know, I was just thinking earlier that I don't believe I've ever caught your name either.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, no, sorry to be more
1: specific. Uh, do you have a room here? Uh, yes, I'm I'm upstairs with Lance Thalen and Malamara. She ter- cocks her head quizzically. He goes, you're with Mal and
0: Lance? Now I believe I'd remember you if you were with them. And Fleetball, as you look down at your hands and sort of like take a look at your body, something is drastically different. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of ICAST Fireball.
2: Boy, what? Excuse me.
3: Oh my gosh, Ned, did you know this was coming?
1: I did not know this was coming.
2: (laughs) <laughs> I mean,
3: I,
1: I know I have this shining giant rune on my forehead. I don't think I look quite that. Yeah, how long does
2: that last?
1: Uh, <laughs> presumably it lasts until I use it. I haven't confirmed that with Thomas, but <laughs> oh my God.
0: well, we will see what happens with Fleeple on the next episode of I Cast Fireball. Everybody! thank you so much for joining me my players and listeners thank you so much for joining us on this week's adventure it means the world to us that you would come along and join us for this wonderful story that we're trying to tell again i I say it a lot i'll say it again i we just want to tell the most engaging story that we feel we can tell and it means the world that you would consider this a story worth telling and listening to so thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of our hearts Please, if you if you like what you're hearing, leave us a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice. It lets us know that you like what we're doing. It gets it in other people's recommended feeds, and it helps get this word out there and sets the podcast on fire. If you also like what we're doing, uh, please consider donating to our Ko-Fi account, which we have linked in our description. Donating to the Kofi account is one of the best ways uh, for us to know if we should do additional material, whether it be a Patreon, whether it be subscription tiers, uh, additional like fan art, maybe a uh, commissioned art for these characters, things like that. Uh, so please consider uh, donating to that if you like what we've got going on here. Uh, if you want to follow us or shoot us an email that's longer than a review, go as soon as an email, icastfireball2020 at gmail.com. We just love hearing what you've got going on in your life and in your game. Feel free to follow us at icastfireball fireball20 on instagram twitter facebook give us a shout out on those social media platforms give us a shoot us a dm and or just hashtag icastfireball um we want to give a shout out to our sister podcast improv tabletop where they have an amazing ongoing avatar legends campaign going on right now and a huge year-long backlog of fate accelerated one month mini adventures it's a ton of fun Go give him a shout out. Go give him a listen. Ned is the GM over there, and he does a fantastic job of telling mini bite-sized stories. So please, please give him a five-star review as well. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow Wacky Adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure. And around the table, we've got Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.